is Love Soul Session. Love Soul Session. Love Soul Session. Love Soul Session. Keep it locked with Dr. Aaron. Dr. Aaron. This is Dr. Aaron. You're listening to Love Soul Sessions on Dash Radio Live. Live, live. You're listening to Love Soul Sessions on Dash Radio Live from Hollywood. Live from Hollywood, California, you're tuned into Dash Talks X. Welcome to Love Soul Sessions. This is Dr. Aaron, Dr. Divinity, and I am here with the lovely Rob Mack, celebrity love coach for Famously Single on E! Network. We've got Sarah Desjani right here, actress, entrepreneur, herself, gorgeous one, Sarah Delane, conscious love and business mentor, and we are going to talk about dating, love, and relationships, and yes, some sex. So let's dive into this today. First topic of the day, I want to talk about online dating. So there's some fascinating stats here, but first let's just check in. How's love life, guys? Great. <laughs> Did you guys Great. get any over the weekend? No, just kidding. Yeah, we took a picnic, remember? I don't know if you remember. <laughs> first, it was all about the picnics. I had some really great dreams. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay, so we're going to dive into dating, online dating. I want to know, first of all, what your guys' opinion is. Do you know that there's 8,000 dating sites in the world? There's 2,500 dating sites just in America and 1,000 new dating sites every year. So we want to know a couple things. Do you guys like them? Do you not like them? Do you vote for them? And if so, let's talk about some like profiles what's working and what's <laughs> oh, not man. working because i know you guys have all been on them come on i've definitely been on them seen them i can definitely say what i would change at least from the female looking at the male side <laughs> i feel like i could like go through and be like oh man i could literally say five things that would they could switch and help them have more easy access like and getting a girl the picture qualities yes they're like some of them they're like eating food and i'm like i don't know that's not sexy that's not picture making, with a cat not picture, so much uh the dog one they think that that's gonna get the girls like oh it's so cute it's a puppy like that doesn't mean that you have good emotional intelligence because you're having a picture with a puppy <laughs> <laughs> wardrobe factor like it's just it's the whole like look of it but most importantly i look at the eyes and totally if they don't right. look like they have passion or drive or they're inspired by the You're actually really good at that. You're actually place. super good at looking at a picture of somebody and kind of reading what's going on. Scanning the energy of like yes. their field. Completely. Right, guys. So smize. You got to smize, right? <laughs> what's that? Smile with those eyes. Yes. Oh, smize. Smile with those eyes. Yeah, smize. That's a, that's <laughs> a, a model, a model term. It is actually. It is, it is actually. Yeah. The whole I feel idea like everybody to, should learn it. it. I agree with you. Like the whole idea is to think about something that makes you feel the way you want to feel and then it'll come through your eyes effortlessly right yes on point. that's the idea little sarah when she's <laughs> waiting to little try it. petite sarah okay so my opinion is that most people have better pictures than in real life which is shocking <laughs> especially some of these girls who are editing their pictures and i'm like wait you look here like a russian princess and in real life i think you just came to clean up your apartment that's not working but a lot of people are using pictures and you think they are so confident and they have always a good work life balance and they're hanging out and 
spiritual. And then in real life, they don't even look that way. So I'm a little bit critical with the whole dating sites because I always feel like, why you have to use a site like that? What's wrong with you? Why do you have to hide behind a picture or a profile that you created to make people interested? Yo, how you really feel, though? Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> so let's just get grounded down into the intention of Love Soul Sessions is to understand the ultimate relationship is within and all other relationships are the projection and reflection of our ability or inability to love. So I'm a firm believer that, look, there's all energy and love expression is, it. there's a flow to it. And I think that if someone flows and it helps them get out there more and it helps them in their energetic flow of meeting more people, then I say all the power to them. My issue is that I think that there's a lot of people that are on those apps that don't actually have the intention of actually meeting and having a relationship. It's no. more like a, a decoy or deflection for them to actually have human contact. Or they're just trying to either fulfill something that they don't have fulfilled by themselves within, or they're just trying to get laid. Which which is fine which is if that's fine their too. intention, right? But then that should be stated like in the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. Don't say that. <laughs> it's complicated. I don't know. Wanting long-term relationship, all those things, right? What's great is when you see, because I've been on the dating apps, obviously, and you see a couple that's on the dating app, you're like, oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, so, you're like, oh. Isn't there another dating app for that? Wouldn't that be I a different dating app? I think they're trying to get app? it wherever they can get it, you know? Like, throw it out there and just, like, if it happens, it happens. Right. You know, it's like marketing. Like. Okay, so I have a, a very specific opinion around this, okay? So as somebody who definitely has been on dating apps, there is, like, if you have done the third tax and you have not asked for the phone number or made some type of actionable step, you're out. That means you are not even remotely going to make any action in your life like it, things aren't going to happen for you in life that's my yeah. opinion i 100 percent agree with that one and also they're trying to hide from their real relationship probably when they don't want to change the numbers so it's very comfortable to only talk over apps to you and nobody can prove it he just has to like delete the app or so you know so i think also the real the conversation the is in the house yeah like if you're like at least like after the second time you're talking or whatever if he's not calling you or taking you out or whatever and doesn't want to meet you in person right away and he shows or she shows that she's serious i feel like those dating apps are more like for a dirty secret oh dirty really? secret oh, interesting. Oh. Wow. is that first dating experience there yeah right um, <laughs> i mean god bless i never had to use those apps to meet people because i prefer to meet them organically but um like in the cookie aisle of <laughs> like uh, actually surprisingly maybe. good players, I, I mean bet. it would be good it would be good if he comes like in great joggers but um <laughs> yeah I, I like them more like per in person than on apps but i feel like um if he's not changing numbers with you and is going serious i feel like you should not waste your time well they say that 50 million americans have tried online dating in the united states there's over um you know two and a half thousand uh websites dating sites for it and Basically, there's, there's, it's just the reality of today's world. I mean, people are just not even out and about. They don't have tr traditional church anymore. They don't have traditional functions. It's a decline. We're very divided because of social media. So it is a big outlet. You know, I think that for you, Sarah, you're a very good-looking woman, and you could probably go out and people are going to hit on you. But probably for a lot of people, they don't necessarily, like, have that same attention. You know, you're online. People are already, probably people reach out to you all the time on social media, yeah? 
Yes, I also understand when you're traveling a lot because of your work and you don't have time to go out much, so it's comfortable and you can just see if someone maybe matches. Um, it really depends on what page you are on. I feel I feel like there are some pages that are like combining work and private stuff. I feel like that's even better because. At least there are people with some serious intention in there. Right. So, Rob, I want to know, because, I mean, uh -oh. I don't know if you're on wow. dating sites or not, but you've been on, you know, famously single, so I'm sure you've seen dating sites and seen what the women... What is appealing versus not appealing? For guys? Yeah, from a, pro from a profile, <laughs> from a profile yeah. perspective. I mean, mostly guys are very visual, so they just like great pictures. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. They just start there. Like, you know, and I think um, for the most part, I think what guys are probably more looking for is like nothing to like turn them off from the great pictures they see. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, like what would be an example? Well, sometimes it's things that are a little counterintuitive. So it's like, you know, uh, I know it sounds weird. Cause I would, this is something I put in my profile, but like no drama, please. And like sometimes the assumption actually from a guy's perspective is, Oh no, she's going to be a ton of drama. Like, why would she need to put that in there? You know what I mean? Right. It's like stuff like that. Right. Like you just start to think and you start to second guess like, ah, uh, you know, or, um, you know, uh, that's probably the best example. I think yeah, that brings up a great point. What we resist persists, right? So yeah. like oftentimes what people were like, you'll ask people, what do you want in relationship? And they'll tell you all the things they don't want right. instead of what they do want, which right. is really fascinating, right? right. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I mean, I, that's why I think, you know, the, the, look, the challenge, I think dating sites are great for the people that use them, right? But the challenge and the, really the opportunity around like dating sites is that, when you use dating sites or dating apps like consistently and regularly in order to meet people, like your social skills continue to erode over time. And then when you do connect with people in person, you're not very good. You're not very like smooth with just having a very basic conversation. You don't calibrate and recalibrate well in the context of the conversation. You're not emotionally regulating well. You're not, your cognitive agility isn't good. You don't have interesting questions to ask. And like, that's just, that all comes from practice. So you become increasingly rusty when most of your interactions are online. Yeah, so true. So if you, like, if you were, because I don't know if you want to come out of the closet, whether you're online or not online. I'm not online. But, okay. I, would, I, I, I experimented with it when I was on Fantasy Single just so I could speak to it, like, from an informed place. Mm -hmm. But I love, I feel like Sarah, petite Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> I love meeting people in person. Yep. And I feel like it happens so easily and effortlessly. And to be honest with you, I'm mostly trying to avoid people. I, that's honestly God truth like and not because I don't like people but just because I don't want to be interrupted again but it's but the truth is because I love people so much I think when you genuinely love people and you're genuinely curious about them and you feel good about yourself and you love your life you attract people effortlessly mm -hmm. I think we all have that experience that wasn't always the case with me but I do feel like it's so much more exciting and interesting and fulfilling to meet people in person Yes, but the good thing about the online pages are that you can choose who you want to talk to. And in real life, people just come up and talk to you. So it has also good things. You can pick and choose if you like to talk to someone or not. That's true. I do. There are, uh, and that's one of the great benefits of the online approach, you know. Yeah. So anyway, on that note, I think the point is that like dating online is part of our world today. Like it's not going anywhere. And a lot of people have gotten married off there or had relationships or had hookups or whatever it is. I think it's just an expression 
I don't have any, I honestly don't have any judgment around it. Like whatever works for people and doesn't work for people. But I do think that you've got to get clear if you're on a dating app, what it is that you truly desire, what are your deal breakers, just like anything on there. Like what are you looking for and getting clear what that is? Because otherwise it's just a waste of time swiping left and right. I don't really Yeah, it's like collecting people sometimes. Yeah. It feels <laughs> like, like what's the like point? Collecting people, like what the, I remember having that experience. Like, collect DMs? Yeah, yeah. Just collect the DMs. It's like, just oh like man. leave them on red, but you got to <laughs> so you can come back and read them. Totally. Like, oh, look at how many Totally. Right. But which brings up another thing real quick, which is a paradox of choice challenge too, right? Because the thing about online dating, just like any social media app, is that the more people that you begin to swipe through, the more options you see are available and the less happy you are with any choice you make. So that's one part is that you actually, sure. at the end of the day, make better decisions objectively around who you're dating, but you feel worse for it subjectively. We know that based on decades of research, right? The other thing about it is that not just that, but that because of all these options you're seeing and every you know, there's every beautiful girl and they're all brilliant and they're all perfect and you eventually have thousands of people that you've collected essentially. And then in your head, you create this idealized version of the perfect person that exists out there somewhere who I've just haven't found yet. But if I keep swiping, I'll eventually get to her. It's, right. like, the, it's like the girl that's both shy and outgoing. That's like right? a twin flame concept. <laughs> oh, are they my twin flame or aren't they? And then if I'm going to date them, and then it's like, wait, do I, how long do you wait until you find out if they are? And is my real twin flame still out there? And like, you're half foot, you're like one foot in and half the other foot out. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's so, when hope becomes a troubling thing. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's the point. Do you guys actually know what you want? And that's the question I think for anyone listening in. Do you actually know what you want? And and I think it's a challenging thing when it comes to dating because how do you know that you want something that you haven't met or you haven't experienced? So it's a real, how do you dance in that? How do you dance and go, I want this? Like, it's not different than embodying, you know, your business or something where you're, you, you become an expert in something and you love the conversation around it. And you're just like on a mission versus love. Like you just love, like Rob Max says a lot, but at the same time, like, where is that going exactly? How do you express that within, you know, whether you're dating or whether it goes serious or whatever, how do you know what you want? I feel like one, you would start off with, okay, what are your top values? Not your checklist of what the outside is supposed to look like, but what are your like internal values? Does that person match your values? I think you can find that out even in like date, by date two, you should be really clear on like if they have similar similar values to you. Really? You think you yeah. can do it, but really you think people are really that honest with you? Like, they, well, like yeah, but it's all about how you phrase a question. So like if I ask somebody, hey, what are you passionate about in life? Then one, if they answer the question, one that tells me that they're passionate, and then they actually tell me what they're passionate about. I asked that to one person one time, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know, I'm just like surfing and like right now it's you, girl. Right now it's you." And that's a fail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment, and great. <laughs> don't make your whole passion all about the no. person that you're in relationship with. For sure not. How about you, Sarah? But, How do you know what you want? I know definitely what I don't want. Well, that's, what I say. that's more what important, I say. definitely, for me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it depends. I know, like, for people who are look, looking for a partner, they have to know what they want. But since I'm focused more on my work, I know definitely what I don't want. And that's someone who's <laughs> taking away my energy. And I want someone who's giving me positive vibes and makes me happy. And it really doesn't matter... Um, what he's doing or if he's beneficial for my life or not because I'm going there anyways. It's just I want to have a good time with people who have good energy. And I feel like you can see that the most when you meet them in person. Okay, so let's just let's take a scenario then. Let's pretend that 
you absolutely have a great time with them. There's great vibes, there's whatever. And then let's say, for example, you're like, this would be in a case for me. I'm a heavy communicator. And if someone isn't a heavy communicator, then as much as I enjoy them, you know, when I'm with them, it's not going to work out for me in relationship wise because I'm a heavy communicator. So how do you deal with like having a good time with somebody, but actually like having your basic needs that are important to you? Having a good time is for me personally, not only to communicate. I I'm not a big, like, I don't like too much talking, actually. I just like good vibes. I don't like the whole, let's discuss, sorry, Sarah, nothing. Don't talk, baby, don't talk, just sit there. Yeah, I don't like the whole, like, what are you passionate about? Tell me your secrets. Which is your favorite star? And what underwear is your favorite color? I just like... I just like good times. I don't think we have to make everything so deep and too complicated at the first place and everything else comes naturally. I agree with that. I agree with that. Again, my real friend is, you know, you're falling in love, my friend. You're falling in love. That's hilarious. Well, in this uh, next segment, we're going to take a a break in a little bit, but we basically are going to talk about pornography. You know, what is your opinion about pornography? When does it become an addiction or non-addiction? Does it work? for you to be with a partner that watches pornography or not, those kind of things. And so I think that's a question we all have to ask ourselves, knowing that it is um, a huge industry and that a lot of people do watch porn. So it's a very, I think it's important to get clear of what works for you. So we're going to take a little break. When we come back, you are, we're live from Hollywood, California, you're tuned into Dash Talk X, and you're listening to Love Soul Sessions. <laughs> do is wrong get up 23 positions in a one night stand get up i'll only call you after if you say i can get up let a woman be a woman and a man be a man get up if you want to baby here i am here i am i got the jizz from a friend of yours named vanessa bet bet Said you told her a fantasy that got her all wet Something about a little box with a mirror and a tongue inside What she told me then got me so hot I knew that we could slide Get up 23 positions in a one night stand Get up I'll only call you after if you say I can Get up Here I am. Come on. Show you, baby, I'm a talented boy. 
everything about you just screams of a real sexy affair. Oh yeah. The way you walk, the way you flip your hair. You know it's hot. Baby girl, I'm all veins when I'm scoping that body rare. Betcha I'ma pack a lunch and spend a while there. Oh, get off. To eat. Ribs. Oh, toy, I don't serve ribs. You better be happy that dress is still on. I heard the rip when you sat down. Ah! Honey, them hips is gone, but that's alright. I clock them that way. Mind me of something James used to say. I like them fat. <laughs> I like them proud. You gotta have a mother for me. Now move your big ass around this way so I can work on that zipper, baby. Tonight. You're a star, and I'm a big dipper. With the dress half on, I zip it far enough to see the crack of dawn. Don't worry about the bust, I'm gonna lock up every door. Then we can do it in the kitchen, on the floor, in the bathroom, standing on the tub and holding on the rod. You're in the closet underneath the clothes, and uh, oh my god. Get up. 23 positions in a one night stand. Get up. I'll only call you after if you say I can. Get up. <laughs> Keep it locked with Dr. Aaron. This is Love Soul Session on Dash Radio. Live from Hollywood, California, you are turned into Dash Talk X. Welcome back to Love Soul Sessions here with Rob Mack, Sarah, and Sarah D, and Dr. Aaron, Dr. Divinity. Okay, you guys, let's do this. We're going to talk about... Did I not say Rob? I said Rob. Yeah. He said Rob, but he likes to hear his name twice, so (laughs) he's that guy. The official Rob Mack. So... Let's talk about that uh, thing called pornography. Okay, so these are some of the stats. Fascinating, okay? So 12% of all websites on the internet are pornographic. Crazy, in my opinion. So it's 40 million Americans are regularly visiting porn sites. So I think it's a big topic because it's a big issue in relationships. So I think it's really important, as we have said, you know, directing energy, knowing that all relationships are the projection and reflection of our ability or inability to love, that really the opportunity is this, is that relationships are the ultimate mirror. We get to see how we relate to what does or does not occur. And so you have to ask yourself, are you somebody that is okay with watching porn or not? And I think it's a very personal choice and a very specific, I have really clear how I stand on this. And, um, but I think it's important to, for myself, not for other people, I think free will is freedom of choice is always number one. No question about that. For me, I, I don't vibe with anybody that watch porn just for me in a relationship. Have you watched porn in a relationship before? Just curious. Uh, when I was in my twenties, I, I, I've watched porn and it just isn't for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? <laughs> Copy <Sarah>? that. There's <laughs> 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 so like code in Hollywood for okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I like these questions because they actually don't really want to get that like personal. Dr. Aaron, you want to make us feel uncomfortable, right? That's my job, right? <laughs> okay, Sarah, you start. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So yes, I've watched porn. 
I've watched porn by myself, and I've watched porn in a relationship. I can say that, like, on one hand, I'm such a Libra, so I'm going to always give, like, two points of view. <laughs> it's, just, it's just how it's going to go. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, on one end, it's like, okay, if you're single, you don't have anybody, like, if you got to do what you got to do, like, and I've heard this also from, you know, guys, it's like, okay, like, go with either your fantasy, like, make it up in your mind, or use something, right? I am not saying that that is the best way. Personally, I love relying on my own imagination. <laughs> we believe That's just that. Me. <laughs> and I can say that the downside, you know, yes, it's uh, uh, dopamine, I'm pretty sure. Like, it depletes your dopamine, and so then that has a bunch of other issues that come with that. The next aspect is, you know, if you're getting wrapped up in the fantasy of what you're seeing in porn, then are you separating that from what you're wanting to create in an actual relationship mm -hmm. and kind of making it like, oh, there's this dirty aspect, this dirty secret that, that I watch by myself and then I can't do that with a partner. And that's one of the biggest things that like sexual expression in a relationship, I feel like if porn was going to be a problem in any area, it would be sort of because of that, mm -hmm. right? Where then if a woman isn't able to kind of step into doing, like like basically performing a fantasy, let's say that her partner has, and vice versa. If a woman's got a fantasy, why shouldn't she be able to communicate that as well? Mm -hmm. But if you're thinking that then, oh, this is the perfect relationship and I have to keep this sort of clean and perfect and separate it from then this fantasy world that you want to create that's really an unfulfilled desire, then you're fragmenting different parts in your relationship and you're not giving either one of yourselves or your partner an opportunity to kind of step into that expression. Mm, very well said. Thanks. Very well said. Oh, Rob Mack. Um, <laughs> boy, I was... Take I, it away, yeah, Rob. So, you know... Um, Porn. <laughs> I'm the guy who got like an adult rated, like an adult video stuck in the VCR <clears throat> when I lived at home. Oh. Yeah, like I lived at home when I was like 12 or 13 and I had a friend who gave me a tape and said, hey Rob, check this out, whatever. And my brother and I were like, oh, we're gonna watch it, get stuck. And, the, <laughs> and then my mom came home and we're like, oh no, this, just leave it, bro. Just leave it, we'll get it tomorrow. Next day we came back, the videotape was gone, right? So, oh, so, I wonder who so, took it. Yeah, so that was my first experience, exactly. <laughs> Your mom was like, I'll exactly, take that. Exactly, my mom. So that was my first experience. And I have to, I have to say that, like, um, you know, I think it's like anything else. Like, you can't really judge it until you see how it's used. And, like, just from my experience and the guys that I talk to, and women too, like, so many of them say that, have said that their watching porn has, like, saved their relationship because it prevented them from going out and doing other things that they wanted to do. They're like, oh, I'll just watch porn. So they, And they're like, okay. Or in other cases, it wasn't that they were in a relationship, but they just wanted to go out and they were going to hook up with somebody random and then cause all kind of other problems and issues for themselves. And so um, there's, of course, always better alternatives to probably mm -hmm. anything. Um, and, you know, and that being said, I don't, I'm a very much a live and let live kind of guy. Totally. Um, I can understand the challenges that it can present in relationships, but, but it's also enhanced yourself. relationships. Uh, okay. You've talked about yeah. everyone else. Yeah. I'm talking about you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So in relationships, yeah, I've had girlfriends that have actually, they've wanted to watch porn mm -hmm. in the relationship and they've asked so me to watch So you're good with it, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm cool. uh, definitely not hating awesome. on it. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, like anything that makes her happy, I'm pretty much down with. Like, yeah, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Sarah, no, you, you, Sarah D's got a big opinion about this. Okay. So, um, no, actually it's a challenge to uh, reply to this very politely because my mom is watching or something. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, I've seen porns. When I was younger, I was checking it out. I want to know how this whole sex thing works. And I feel like, because in Europe, we're more open about stuff like that. It's maybe good to see how it all works so you know what's going on. I personally don't like it because I feel like it's so faked and it's not reality. And it's not even feeding my fantasy on a good way. It's feeding my fantasy too much on a nasty way and I prefer to have a connection to someone maybe it's old school but I feel like when you have a connection to someone you have you can have way better fantasy going on mm -hmm. than just watching a porn where they the girl is just like he touched her hands and she's already like like screaming <laughs> you know <laughs> to me it's overacting and it's not real and that's also very da uh, dangerous to me because people get a different expectation of sex mm -hmm. especially men think it's so easy to please a woman because they see all those porns and they don't even know what's going on so i feel like it's not a good thing to watch mm -hmm. porns i mean okay let's say a couple is together and they are bored and they really want to do it go ahead do it For me personally, it's not yeah. what I'm yeah. getting fantasy. Yeah. So one of the things I witness is that it's the butterfly effect of it. So let's say someone's single out there. Let's pretend it's a man. And he uh, decides, you know what? It's better than me going out and sleeping with somebody I don't want to sleep with. He watches porn or whatever. The issue for me is that it's like it is it doesn't have them have that burning desire to go out and ha actually have human contact. And I think that whether you're addicted, addiction, right? If you're addicted to porn, it means that you basically, you can't have it and you can't not have it. You're constantly at tug of war. It's affecting your life and, and taking you down in a lot of ways, no pun intended, but like literally, <laughs> literally it's, it's negatively impacting your life and your relationships. Okay. But let's just say you're not addicted. Let's say it's not a big deal. You're not even in a relationship, but you're just doing this thing that it seems like it's actually helping you because you're not actually hurting anyone or going out or doing, but I think it actually really detracts from the desire. I think it's very well, similar to people that smoke pot and I'm fine yeah. if people use it on occasion, whatever. Again, free will and freedom of choice. But the issue is if you stifle your creativity, there's a good thing to have a desire. There's a good thing to have demanding your spirit is going, I need to have sex. Like that is a beautiful effing thing. Yeah. And I can appreciate that totally. I would say that definitely it's um, a poor, it's a substitute and a poor substitute of that for a real connection. Yeah. No question about it. Right. Also, it can become a crutch mm -hmm. clearly. Um, the challenge I think with lots of guys though, is not that they, that it dilutes. Well, two things happen. It can, yeah, it can maybe dilute your desire to go out and make a real connection, but it also can enhance your desire to go out and have a real connection. I've also experienced that. And a lot of guys actually that lean on porn are the guys that go out and maybe they're just trying to hang out with their guy friends, but they're really fun, charismatic, good looking guys. And the problem is they hook up too much with random girls, mm -hmm. right? So like, that's the, that's what totally. they're fighting against. They're mm -hmm. fighting against that neat, that sort of, they want their, they have, their desire is so high and their drive is so high that they continue to fall into these situations, scenarios with women that they don't want to be involved with. Right. Another thing that I want to <laughs> say is that you see things which are, you usually wouldn't do them. And then You watch it and you want to see something else and then you want to see something yeah, else and true. then it's like several people and then it's like whatever going on. And I want seven What like, are you talking about? Just and, kidding. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> and what I want to say is like, it's very dangerous for younger people, especially when they see all those things and they think they're normal right? to have so many people at the same time or, or over crossing the line, which is to me not something that I would recommend. <laughs>
recommend it. <laughs> no, okay. I totally agree, though. I think, uh, Rob, I think you have a great point. And I don't, again, I do not judge. If somebody else does whatever, that's their I total freedom of choice. For me personally, it I've, I've had it negatively impact my own relationships. Yeah. And I feel like, yes, if you're so connected and you're having total connection and then you want to spice it up, I could see that. Mm-hmm. But if it's taken away and you haven't actually totally connected in your relationship, you may want to consider the impact and the butterfly effect of porn and what it's doing to that intimacy. So I say, what is it that you want to, like, we're manifestors of our reality. So if you're putting energy into that, then it's like, what are you telling the universe or spirit or whatever it is that you want to call it? Like, what are you calling in then? And then, yes, especially in the relationships, like, I've been with partners where they had an actual addiction to sex and it took away from to be honest like what their expectation levels were of me sexually took all the fun and Uh, the play mm. and the me feeling like I was enough Mm. or feeling like I was even appreciated for just being a woman as opposed to being like this kind of woman you have to have this and do this and don't get me wrong like I enjoy being fully self you know, sexually expressed, but I don't want to have to feel like I'm competing with that, you know, right. like Sarah D, you were saying, like that expectation or that false persona. So it's like, what are you saying to the universe that you want and what are you creating in your relationships and how does that affect your connection with each other? What I also say, and uh, what I also want to say is like a lot of girls see all those things and you see several girls and one guy and whatever. And they're all faking it like they're bisexual. And I know exactly they're just doing it to be like super hot for the guy. And I'm like, come on now. You don't like that girl. You're just acting that way to show him, oh, look, I'm such a cool girl. You can be in a relationship with me because it's never getting boring. It's all faked. Right. So that brings us to the topic of objectified sex versus spiritual or conscious sex. Okay. So yeah. So the difference is, do you have to consciously put something out to a mental picture outside? Like someone's a a mental picture of whether it be porn or even just looking at, you know, having a fantasy, you're not present. Basically you're going to a mental picture or something outside of the self. You're objectifying it versus conscious or spiritual is really coming into the experience and merging of, of the souls. And you know, you can do whatever you want and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with objectifying sex. We just have to know and get clear of what's the intention around it. And there's fine if people are on the same, you know, goal of just, you know, having a good time, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. I think everyone has to get clear what the intention is around sex. Is it just to have a experience or is it really to connect and bond? Well, it's also... (laughs) (laughs) Sexual energy is probably outside of the heart. Probably, I would say, the second most powerful energy in the whole universe. Yeah, creates life. It creates life, Life? Mm -hmm. but it's also very creative energy. So if, like, if you're just doing it, let's say, if, you know, we'll break it down in the chakras, right? So everybody, listen, everybody here knows what chakras are. (laughs) (laughs) Tell them out there, what's a chakra? If we don't, we're going to pretend. Right? The seven primary centers of energy centers in the body, right? So you know, your root and your sacral, if you're sort of releasing that sexual energy just from that center, then it's almost like it's almost like it's a waste of this really powerful, amazing energy. I agree. That could otherwise be 
like you can work on spiraling that energy up through your spine. You can send it through your partner. Sarah D is like, what the F? Okay. After, your, after your spiritual explanation, I would like to talk uh, and uh, explain it to the normal people as well. Like, this is hocus what? pocus. Okay, no, I'm joking. Okay, keep going. You want me to explain how to have energy no. sex? <laughs> just, just like, just keep going. Point is that if it's just you know in that in that fantasy if you're just kind of in your head and you're not connecting with a partner and then multiplying the two energies together then it's almost like a disrespect to the power that the energy yes. is and everything that it can be used for and the or if you just focus on just an orgasm like that's just so like you're in freaking kindergarten around intimacy yeah okay so um <laughs> Let's talk about the love and sex thing. So, okay. yeah, well, to me, it's kind of sad that it's separated so much nowadays, love and sex. I'm, I have the opinion that you can really separate love and sex. But I feel like if you have um, expectations from yourself and you respect yourself a lot, you enjoy having um, a passionate love to someone with sex or at least have passionate sex with someone you have a connection with. It doesn't have to be love, but there must be a little bit more than just a frame. I can't personally enjoy someone just by their body and by their looks without being kind of like obsessed with his soul. Right. And to me, it's like a soul connection. So but now, some people can. Some, some people Rob, can. Rob, like, can you speak I, on that? Yeah, Good I, for I, them. I agree with Sarah about Rob's that. like, I've done uh, it. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I, I agree with, you know, um, I agree with Sarah about that. I mean, I... I I think we've all sometimes like to convince ourselves that we can just have something that's pleasurable and that will be enough. But the truth is, is that you do, everybody wants to be more engaged than that. They want to have something that's more connected than that. And um, I would say that, yeah, without question, I agree with you. I think, um, and I think most guys actually would agree with that. Mm -hmm. I'd say that, you know, they might have fun every now and then, but mostly it's so much more powerful and enjoyable when you're actually connected at some level. Totally. It's like going out for fast food as opposed to having the like, you right. know, really nice yeah. home yummy five course meal. Like treat her like a four five course meal. And not like in and out. Yeah. And a lot of women they wanna they wanna feel like someone has admiration for them and not just being treated like some meat. Yes. You know? Right. So that brings us to our next topic, which is having a dating plan. So um, you know, we're having a support group for Love Soul Session or for really for People that are dealing with some dysfunction, that are trying to live on principle, things like not making people wrong, living their highest self, seeing people as the perfect divine spiritual beings that they already are. And part of stepping into your grace is finding what works for you and doesn't work for you. So we're actually going to talk about a dating plan in the SLAA and some codependency areas. There's actually a dating plan of like how to strategically go slow but also like stay true to your own truth. So we're going to talk about that. When we come back, I want to know what your guys' dating plan and how you suggest people to take it a little slow to go into deep intimacy. You're listening to Dash Talk X at Love Soul Sessions. I got something for the fellas this time around. Ladies, won't you tell me Tabitha, Bobby.
Sarah Delane, and you're listening to Love Soul Sessions on Dash Radio. Live from Hollywood, California, we're back on Dash Talk X. Welcome back to Love Soul Sessions with Rob Mack. Sarah does Johnny, and Sarah Delane is in the house. This is Dr. Aaron, Dr. Divinity, and we're talking about dating, love, and relationships. And we're going to talk about probably a topic most people haven't heard about, which is having a dating plan. So being an ex-codependent um, love addict, which I don't know if I, I definitely would not identify myself as that anymore, but I was in a kind of a very dysfunctional relationship years back with an addict, um, famous Grammy winning, one of those, yes, the universe was like, we're going to teach you the hard way. <laughs> um, so I ended up going into uh, some 12-step uh, programs figuring out what was my issues versus what was going on and um, came to realize that the extent to which we place our power, our joy outside of ourselves is the extent to which we will always experience suffering. And in, in, in that program, uh, they had me do a dating plan, which I was like, what? So supposedly uh, stats show that the slower you go into a relationship, the more likely it is to last. And oftentimes people get into fantasy they get into entanglement and they basically uh, just, it's not sustainable. So part of a dating plan is knowing what works for you and doesn't work for you. And so things like the first date meeting out for coffee, second date meeting at a restaurant in separate cars, not having too much text in between because it gets a lot into fantasy, um, having some kind of a plan. And so we want to discuss this and I want the people out there to really think about their life and what works for them, not necessarily getting so regimented or having it be some, you know, terrible thing that takes the fun out of it, but getting clear of what works for you so that you don't get um, sideswiped with um, some fantasy addict out there. So, Sarah D., what's up? Um, so, it sounds really weird when you say a date plan, but... I definitely have some golden rules that I recommend to people. And I feel like if you want to know someone better, you have to watch a few things. And there are certain things you um, want to go with and follow through. For example, is the whole communication before you meet someone, the question that you ask him to know who you're going to meet. And also maybe having phone calls instead of just texting and all that type of stuff. So and what are those questions? Yeah, and the first date is also very important to me. So um, the questions are, first of all, I'm, I can speak from a side of a woman. Is like, um, you ask him if he's married or if he's in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of girls go out blind and they're like, oh, yeah, he's talking to me. He must be single. No. Trust me, I had some experience. One and a half months later, I asked the guy, I'm like, oh, are you in a, since when are you in a relationship? Uh, 12 years already are you married yes have a child yes i'm like so why the hell are you texting me then so it's important to ask them are you free okay what are your intentions and then maybe have some phone calls facetime calls or whatever to know if this person is for real or not also from the other side like a man has to see what girl he's dating and not just go on a date and expect something and then when you go on a date I'm not talking about, okay, he's with the boys in a bar and he's like, oh, you can come over and he's drunk and you join them like a little groupie. He got to take you out. Okay, so he got to put effort in it, show you some respect, and that's how you start um, knowing each other better. There are just a few things for me personally. I think there are rules. Yeah. How about you, Sarah? I like 
everything that you said on that. Like there's there's like I've even told a couple of girlfriends as well that are like, okay, so I'm, you know, I'm swiping and I meet this guy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they're like, okay, so we're getting ready for the date. And I'm like, hold up. Like getting ready for a date for girls takes a long time. We got a lot of stuff to put into it. And, you know, we've got it like down, but like it takes, you know, like you got to, you got to put a little effort in. Like equally, I would say for guys to put a little bit more effort in the whole peacocking factor, like dress up a little bit nicer. I know it's Los Angeles, but Jesus Christ, like, can I say that? (laughs) (laughs) You did, so you're good. (laughs) (laughs) We lost all of our Christian, all Christian (laughs) viewers are gone. (laughs) I haven't dropped any F-bombs yet, but (laughs) keep it clean. I mean, we've been talking about sex. Come on. Christians but, don't have sex. Christian, no, definitely no. not. <laughs> not until you're married. <laughs> Pretty gone to hell. Anyways, so um, I I tell my girlfriends too. It's like FaceTime with them, like a call. Yes, but it's like FaceTime. You can get at least a little bit of a connection True. before that. Then you don't have to do the whole get ready thing, parking, like the whole deal. Like see if you have can at least communicate face-to-face before you actually get face-to-face. You're like FaceTime, yeah, not so much. I just happen to get busy. <laughs> not gonna work out after all, the, the date. I mean, on it, I'm just gonna be real. There was a couple that I was like, damn, I should have FaceTimed first. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just being honest. It would have helped a lot. It would have no. helped a lot. I'm like, oh God. Maybe they've said the same thing about me, too. So I'm just saying across the board, men and women, like FaceTime, then maybe go into some calls or right. whatever. Like, don't be like if you're in such a rush. I've also dated a couple narcissists. They're really wanting to get into the relationship oh, fast. They're already married. You're, you're already married. Already, oh, yeah. Babe, how are you? Planning your whole wedding yeah. and everything like that. So it's like just like what are we so in a rush to do? I feel like we all have this relationship PTSD that we're trying not to get hurt and yet we're wanting to rush into like the next relationship to potentially trigger our PTSD. Like <laughs> chill out, do a little like I would say also, you know, be a little proactive with your personal development on releasing those past programs of anything that has hurt you in the past before you bring that into even the date. Right. You're bringing all of that baggage into everything or at least the hope that it's not going to do the same messed up stuff that happened the last right. time. Robbis, I, I know what your answer is going to be already, Do Rob. <laughs> so I actually want you to read that quote because it's so it's so you and mm. what you would be your dating plan, I would say. Uh, yeah, so it's a rumor quote, and uh, we probably are all familiar with it, but your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. So, yeah, I love that. I mean, that's the ultimate dating plan, right? Totally. But, and to have some standards. Do you have any standards? I don't have any rules. I mean, I I really don't have any rules. I I I could have predicted that rules. Like, I honestly, um, happiness is probably the one thing I vet for. Like, Mm -hmm. now I've learned. Like, if there's one thing I'm looking out for, it's happiness. And in the same breath, I would say kindness, because happy people tend to be kind. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, and, and, and flexible. You know, so I slow play. I yeah. slow play most of my relationships, like because I right. want to see all the stuff that comes up. Like right. if we have to reschedule, if we have to cancel, how do they respond? Because me, I'm like, oh, you can cancel last minute. I'm good, right? That's but a like, great yeah. point. Like, I think it's actually like you want to disrupt it a little bit and see how they. Yeah, react. just see how it goes. I think that one of the main things also is um, becoming intimate. I have to ask myself if 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 this doesn't you know go wherever or whatever, am I okay with the decision that I'm making? Am I is, am I okay with whatever it may be, whatever potential happens after that, I have to get and be responsible 
for my own emotions and my own thing. And I think that that's a litmus test that's that's personal and that is a that's part of my relationship plan. Like I got to be okay with that. I can't predict the future with any anyone, and I need to be okay with whatever outcome. Yeah, I've never regretted taking my time and going slow. I'll be yeah. honest with you. Like, you sure. know what I'm saying? I forget doing the opposite. Like you rush in. Right. But going slow, I've never So for that. anyone out there, there's so many great books on, on becoming conscious in relationships. Um, there's a book called If the Buddha Dated. Um, there's another one called Easy Does It Dating Guide for People in Recovery. Um, Calling in the One by Catherine Woodward. The point is, is that you got to get educated. And if you just keep doing the same thing over and over in relationship, it's, it's not fun for anybody. And it's not fair to anybody for you just to bring your crap into the next relationship, your BS, your belief systems. So we all are responsible for clearing up our PTSD and clearing up um, <laughs> our exes and having a clear space for someone to step into. Um, but I do think that the number one thing is to get clear of what it is that you actually want. And maybe that's just to be present, but then you got to take responsibility and not tell somebody that you want a re- relationship or get or to get married when you don't know that. Just exactly. And don't play with souls. Like a lot of people forget that the other person has a soul and um, whatever you put out there, it will come back on a different way. I don't want to be spiritual here, too, but I'm just saying this is the energy you put out. A lot of people think like, okay, I'm whatever, a superstar and I can get all these people. They want something from me and then they have a reason to play with all these young girls, but they forget they have souls. And uh, this is very important that people think about what they're doing to other people because um, you can't get away from with it. Right. So what do you guys do? If someone like, what would be red flags for you guys? For me, red flags would be somebody who is getting into fantasy. They're playing forward. Like think when we haven't even gone on, say, a second date and they're talking about the future and things like that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like this is a, what I would consider a fantasy addict. They're going into, they don't even know me. How would they know that they want to see me, you know, on a trip with them in a couple of months or whatever it is? One of those red flags, and it just happened uh, not a long time ago, <laughs> is... <laughs> on the break, is, actually. <laughs> it's it's uh, when you're on a date and this guy is asking you out and almost try to make you feel like you the mother of his children and you don't even know anything about this person and he's Whoa. already acting like you're his. Right away, when someone is um, forcing it too hard and wants to get it so quick without even knowing your personality and is just like admired or whatever, obsessed with your look or I don't know what's going on in his head, that's a red flag. And another red flag is when someone is not showing you the same attention from the beginning till whatever, like three, four months later, and uh, maybe he disappears over the weekend or at certain times he's like connecting with you and certain times he's out of order and all that type of stuff. So I think there are a lot of red flags you should be careful about. Yeah. I'd say an inability to self-soothe, to be honest with you. Like, I think that's yeah. the number one mm-hmm. thing. If you can't self-soothe, like, you know, so we all have challenges, stressors in our life, trigger things that trigger us. Um, but if you don't have the ability to self-soothe and you're looking for me to shore that up or you're looking for somebody else or something else to shore that up, that's probably the best sign that you're going to be in a relationship with somebody who is extremely emotionally dysregulated and who will cause more problems for you than they will ever help you solve. Yeah, which brings us to a great uh, thing. In, in um, some of the recovery, we talk about bottom line behavior, top line behavior, and like your must have. So for me, it's always about coming back to myself. What are my bottom line behaviors? My bottom line behaviors would be being too needy. It would be um, being reactive and taxed 
um, breaking up, um, things like that, that are, that's like where I'm like, oh, this, that means I'm putting my joy and my suffering outside of myself, which means I got work to do. I got to get back into prayer and get connected to source. So what would you guys say would be bottom line behaviors for people you've seen or yourself or whatever is there? Projections. Yes. <laughs> that's everything. That's everything. Mm-hmm. Do, we, do we need to define that? Yeah. yeah. Um, not taking accountability for if like something happens or whatever, and then you kind of point the finger outward and you're not, you're not saying like, okay, at least like where is my part in all of this? And that can mm-hmm. show up in um, so many different ways, but just, yeah, basically like projecting that it's all you and, and they're not taking any responsibility on stuff. Huge. Right? Yeah. Huge. And, and, and communication styles. We have different yeah. communication styles and it's okay to say, look, we have different communication styles and we don't necessarily vibe together on a communication level. It doesn't mean anyone's wrong. It doesn't mean whatever. So I don't think it's about in spirituality. A lot of times we're like, Oh, it must be me. And you're constantly like, Oh, I must not, I must just have to self soothe. And that's not necessarily the case. Like sometimes you're like, Oh no, this just isn't like, I'm just not vibing with this person. It's intention. Yeah. Communication is intention. And it's so good to be honest and tell that to someone. A lot of people get offended by that and they should appreciate it because you're not wasting each other's time. It's way better to be honest and say, look, we are not on one level or we have um, different goals in life or whatever. We just don't connect. And a lot of people get mad when you tell them straight up it's not working. But I feel like it's the best thing to do because you save each other's time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you're one step closer to meeting the person that you feel like you are right for. Right. So it's important also to uh, end up something peacefully. And I, I don't know how people like get separated and they're all in fights. I feel like it's way better to have a whatever, a good vibe when you go understanding and nobody wants to have enemies. Right. Out so there. that's a great next like topic is, OK, Liz, you're dating. You haven't quite got into a relationship, but you're like, OK, this isn't for me. Like, how do you handle that in a mature way? without just ghosting or having some serious conversation when it doesn't necessarily deserve, doesn't have to have a serious conversation. What would you guys recommend? Like, how do you handle that? First about the ghosting part is the worst thing you can do to another human being. So that's like one of those things that I'm saying when it's about playing with souls. You don't ghost someone. You don't have balls when you ghost on someone. (laughs) You are a no one if you ghost on someone because you are, that's just not fair. If it's not working, don't let someone sit there and think about what's going on. What did I do wrong? Why are you doing this to someone? I love when just, people ghost me. Just, honest, know, right? just, just have a, like, a real conversation and see. But what if you have a conversation with somebody and they don't listen and they keep like asking you out and you're like, I mean, I've, they're yeah, not you have here. to say it one time super clear and then you did your job. Then you can ghost them. But before that, you got to tell them what's going on. Don't just ghost on me and don't lie and all that bullshit, you know? But then it's not ghosting at that point. Like exactly. Like, communicated right. and then exactly. they're not listening. It's kind of like, well, then they're just not listening. Right. So just tell them. And then after, you don't need to stay in touch with them. But just tell them what's going on. What do you think, Sarah? What do you think, Rob? What do I think? Um, yeah. I, yeah, you I, were saying I, that. I, I don't mind ghosting at all. Because I've had, I've had, you know, situations, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm like, okay, cool. So it's like, it doesn't, it, because I don't, I don't have any expectation, you know, and this is something I do for me. It's a selfish thing, but it's, I don't have any expectations that that person is going to be there tomorrow. Right. Mm. No matter how long they've been right. there. 
So, so there's a great quote here that I just want to read real quick because we're running out of time. But um, Khalil Gibran says, love one another, but make not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. And I do think that there is an entanglement that our culture has gotten into in kind of a codependent way. And so the dance is how do we find that flow, but also live to our truth and also bond with someone. And that's for each and every one of us to find individually. So on that note, um, I just want you guys to give a shout out of what your social media handles are. Oh, it's Rob Mack, M-A-C-K, official. Sarah Delane, spelled S-E-R-A-H-D-L-A-I-N-E, or hashtag The Conscious Lifestylist. Sarah Dasjani, no H-D-A-S-T-J-N-I. Yay! And I'm Dr. Aaron, uh, TV. so D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. And we are live from Hollywood, California. We're at Dash Talk X. And you are listening to Love Soul Sessions. We're every week at Monday at 4 p.m. And you can find us right here with On Air with Q.